On paper, you'd think this was going to be one hell of a train wreck. But then you listen, and you realize common sense doesn't have a party, an ideology, a stereotype, or a color. Can we be united again? Stick around, and we'll prove it. This is Doc in the Block. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Doc in the Block podcast. I'm here with the world's greatest music producer, three-time Grammy award-winning Big Block Spencer. How you doing today, Block? What's up with Scott? Y'all know who I be, man. It's your boy, Big Block. You know what I'm saying? Ride sideways with my homie, the number one orthopedic surgeon in the world, Scott Barber. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing awesome, man. Man, let's get it. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, bless you, man. Bless you. <clears throat> we, uh, we went out and visited my niece this weekend. Uh-huh. Saw her three kids for the first time, ages okay. one, three, and five. It was pretty good. We okay. went to the Eagles concert, uh-huh. and uh, those guys are still killing oh, it. Oh, man. Y'all met 75 years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, man. They're taking the easy one of my favorite songs by the Eagles. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. It they had uh, Glenn Fry's son was singing a lot of the lead uh, lyrics for some of their all-time greats, and he sounds just like the dad. And they're on the corner of this. Yeah. yeah, man, it was great. Uh, yeah. My wife got a little food poisoning yeah. from the uh, popcorn. We ended up oh, in the emergency room. Popcorn, how can you? <laughs> I don't know, man. My wife's got a, uh, she's got a sensitive stomach. Damn. You know? Sis, get up, man. You got to get a tub. No, you gotta get a tougher stomach, man. You gotta yeah. Tough enough. So, man, this weekend kind of crazy in Atlanta, man. Yeah, it's been know. some tough times, and you know, one of the things that we kind of want to let our audience yeah. know is our whole theme behind Big Timers Foundation yeah. and behind the Doc and the Block podcast is to give a lot of these inner city youth and really just youth everywhere the idea and the knowledge that there's a whole nother world out yeah. there. There's a way to be successful in life, to have a good life, to be a light in this dark often dark world. Mm -hmm. And it all starts with exhibiting the virtues that we try to talk about. And, you know, I always kind of uh, have to tell my kids and other people, you know, I talk about virtues as somebody who's an educated man, not somebody who's necessarily the most virtuous man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just like everybody else. I'm a sinner and I'm trying to be a better person. And every day I look in the mirror and I'm like, I got to do better. And sometimes I fail. And then I wake up the next day and say, Today I'm gonna be I'm gonna be better, and we want to let uh, these kids know that there are other ways, there are other avenues in life, and that's what we want to do through Big Timers Foundation and through Doc and the Block is expose these kids and bring them into this this new world of light, and yeah, you know, let- show them the connection, the the positive side of life. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people out there like coming from my hood, coming from my part of the neighborhood. It's not a thing that we're not introduced to. You know what I'm saying? And, and and a lot of things in life, it's all about who you know, not what you know. Yeah. And that's what Big Time is about. Maybe we're going to introduce y'all to the other side of those type of things that you really don't know nothing about. You know what I'm saying? And don't even have a clue about. Yeah. And we had a rough weekend yep. in, in Atlanta. We had a 12-year-old that got killed. Yeah, 12, and I think 15 year 15-year-old yeah. just died as well. Okay. And, and, and the shooters were only 16. So, the, the, you know, in my yeah. day, this was just... Yeah. Unthinkable, and now it's uh, it's happening all over the country, and uh, we just got to move in another direction. You know, yeah. these these lights are being snuffed out before they even have a chance to start the game. Yeah, man, and, and, and I saw one of the mothers, man, the fifteen year old. She was saying how she had the mentor. She had on the fifteen year old and um, in homeschooling, and she like she tried every. I mean, she did almost everything people say to do: have mentorship. Um, um, like keep them away, you know, have, you know, had them in boxing, having all, you know, all other kind of activity and it still happened to him. But she said she got a clue how to help, 
helped tighten up in the city, and I'm just waiting to hear, you know, hear about that. We got to uh, get her in here and talk to her on the show. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like uh, turn a negative into a positive and try and uh, stop something like this from happening in the future. You know, I, I you think about the course of your life, you know, yeah. you, I'm, I know you've had the same experiences, yeah. but, yeah. you know, things could have gone sour how many yeah. times in my life, but for the grace yeah. of God. And, you know, the more you, you do the right thing, the more you live your life according to the virtues that we're trying to share with people, the better yeah. chance you have of succeeding at life. And, you know, I was talking to my daughter about this. She's got, yeah. you know, Sydney, she's got a lot going on mm-hmm. right now. She's feeling really stressed and, you know, Uh-oh. she's, she's 16. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, I had to go and talk to her about, you know, this is life, you know, yeah. life is full of stress. Yeah. And when people are accomplished people, I mean, do you ever feel like you don't have everything coming at you? I mean, I know that's oh, the, the, that is my life. I mean, I'm getting out of the OR yesterday at yeah. 10 o'clock at night and I'm still on the phone yeah. talking to people yeah. and dealing with problems. And I walk into my house and you know, then I, I got to deal with, with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's yeah. a lot, but this is training ground, yeah. right? That's what I told her. This is training mm-hmm. ground. You know, you got to learn to live with that anxiety. That anxiety keeps you mm-hmm. sharp and it keeps you motivated. It keeps you focused. And if you learn how to control it, yep. you know, it can be a good thing and don't fear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And don't worry. You fail all the time, yeah. but failing doesn't end. You know, it's you great. ended up in prison yeah. and you still came back. And I mean, look at you Thank now. God. It's like, there's always a way forward. Yeah. You know, to, uh, like Malik, right. You know, the last game, you know, with this weekend versus Penn State, he was like, dad, he was like high school way fun. I said, man, let me tell you something. High school was kind of like the schoolyard. College is like the classroom. And when you get to the league, that's life, man. So you yep. gotta learn it. You gotta you gotta just just control what you do and how you do it and take it to a different level. Every level you go to. And I would tell them, well, it's gonna get harder and harder because it's business. No, and this is a story of life too. It's yeah. always fun when there's yeah. nobody even close to you, yeah. right? <laughs> He's out there. I mean, Malik is literally like the best athlete in the state. Of yeah. course it was fun, but yeah. now it's work. Well, you get into that yeah, league and everybody work. else is a good athlete yeah. too. You know what I mean? He doesn't have like that size, speed, and yeah. quickness advantage as much yeah. as he had when, when he was playing in high school. And that's tough, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and he's the fastest DB on that, on that team right now. He's oh, the no. He's DB. still a stud. But, yeah. And yeah. This, this, I guess, is what sedgways into what the whole show is about today yeah. is there is nothing in life. Hard work. That gets you away from the fact that in order to be successful, you have got to put in the hard work. In work. It does man. not matter how much talent yep. God gives you, you put in the work. And I, you know, I was watching uh, Ferdinand, this great soccer player, yeah. he's played for Manchester yeah, yeah, yeah. United. He was talking yeah. about Ronaldo. Yeah. You know, Ronaldo is one of the greatest soccer players that ever lived. And he talks about the fact that when Ronaldo came to Manchester United mm-hmm. as a young man, he was a good player. Yep. And he goes, but he worked. Yep. He just came early. He stayed late. He yep. worked on his shot. And he said, by the time he left, mm-hmm. he was the best player in the world. But it wasn't like God yep. just bestowed it on him. And yep. a lot of us do look at somebody like Ronaldo and just, well, you're just gifted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, the gift yep. is part of it. But now you got to put in the work. And I'll there's work, no man. way around it. And that's the one thing I've always learned is no matter what you do, mm-hmm. there's no easy way. Yeah. Yeah, just think about the virtues, though. So... <clears throat> Tell me about when you started getting in the music business. You know, you're in prison. Well, you get out. Tell well, me, tell me about that. I was like, when I first went to prison, like you know, I was 17 years old once again, young, young, you know, young cat. You know, what I'm saying like in the streets, didn't really know too much. Um, I had common sense, but I really didn't know know too much in life at that time. When I got out, 
it's kind of like, it kind of like God kind of put it in me. It was already in me, and I kind of discovered it. Yep. It's like when I got out, like I had a plan when I was in prison. Like, you know what? I want to do a group called Boys in the Hood. And I had the idea for like for so long. So when I got out, when I met Tupac's sister, I met her in the nail salon. And um, and um, she was like, yo, my brother get out because Tupac was in jail at that time. She said, he going to move to Atlanta. You know, said, he'll love to meet you, whatever, whatever. You know, so so I met Pac and I was kind of like on the team of, you know, like we was like family. It wasn't like, you know, I started out, he came to me, I met him. No, it was like I, I kind of stumbled into their family. And that's when I learned the music business by being around him, going around, working in the studio, understanding the game, and then understanding that that um it was a business. It wasn't just entertainment, it was a business. That's the side that I learned from and I took from. And uh, but it was hard work, man. Like you say, I was up before them. I was shuffling to sleep after them. I was everything. I was from, from, from damn near bodyguard to carrying bass to, um, you know, do, doing late studio sessions with them. I was I was everywhere in the music business. And and at that time, I was like, damn, this shit really hard. But I was looking. But when I look back, it was like God was preparing me to be the boss I am today. But now, when I hire people, I did that job. I know if you print up. A thousand CDs or a thousand promo packages. I know what's going. What's that going to bring? So kind of like he was kind of like showing me when I was going through the hard work. He was kind of like putting me into leadership. You know where I understand what. Where if I hire somebody, I've, I've done that, so I understand that. So you know, but I put in real hard work for it. That's an important part too about yeah. being a leader. Yeah. Is it's a couple things. Number one, in order to lead, you got to show people that you're leading. Yeah. That you're willing to do anything. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I got and, my hands dirty. And you yeah, also, as a leader, it lets you know when people are pulling the wool over your eyes. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't absolutely. tell me you can't do this. I did, <laughs> I did it, it. So I know you can do yeah, it. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll tell you in medicine, yeah. you know, a lot of times uh, in surgery or, you know, when a patient's sick, you know, patients, they lose control of yeah. their bowels and they get messes on wow. themselves. Somebody got to clean that up. Yeah. And I used to be the kind of doctor like, this is a lot of them would just leave the room and like the nurses can handle that. But I always took that as an opportunity. My dad taught me this is when somebody, you know, makes a mess, like I get in there, I clean it up and every, and I know everybody around me will be saying like, Hey, Dr. Barber was in there cleaning up that patient. And it's an opportunity. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to do it, you know, but somebody has to do it. And it's an opportunity for me to show people around me that I'm willing to do anything. And I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything that I'm not willing to do. And that's just, you know, that is part of hard work. That's a big time. So, you know, and it, and it turns out into things, you know, I, I remember, um, well, I talk about this with another one of my surgeon buddies Mm -hmm. is like, I have a lot of people tell me like, man, you're so lucky. You know, I'm sure you hear it all the time too, man, you're so lucky. And that makes me laugh. Like I had a reading disability. I applied to medical school five times. I had to take the medical school entrance exam three times. You know, I show up in medical school basically with a bunch of other people who all they do is take tests and they're really good at it. And it's not my thing. And I just outworked them. And I just remember my dad saying that like, if you outwork everybody, mm-hmm. you will win in the end. It doesn't matter what, what kind of talents God gives you. You know, yeah. it's the people who work hard that are successful. Yeah. And I had that in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm telling you, nobody outworked me there. I yeah. studied, you know, <laughs> my first two years of medical school, I read between eight and 14 hours a day of medical stuff yeah. every single day, except for 12 days yeah. in two years. And, um, 
every six weeks taking an exam set, you know, you take all your tests and I felt like my whole life depended on these exams. So it was a lot of pressure and it lasted for a long time, but I just kind of kept my head down, you know, one thing, and it didn't always go well. Like sometimes I, you know, I had some bad results and everything and, you know, you just got to fire up and figure out a way to go forward. I remember in my mind, I was thinking I wanted to be a surgeon. And yeah. if I didn't get an A in anatomy, I couldn't be a surgeon. It wasn't yeah. true, but it was yeah, kind of, it, yeah. it was the way, it was the yeah, pressure that people put on that. themselves. So I'm sitting there on a, uh, <clears throat> uh, we're taking our exam and these, mm-hmm. these anatomy exams were brutally hard. And I was in the lab section and yeah. I had my test done. And it was a few minutes before the, the thing. And I had a bunch of questions that I was unsure of. And yep. there was like, I don't know, 10 of them maybe. And the last second I changed 10 answers Wow! think because I was thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. I changed 10 answers. And because it was the last exam of the exam set, the answers were on the door. So I remember I did it. <laughs> I walked out, I looked on the door and I just changed 10 correct answers wow. to 10 wrong answers. And I remember thinking to myself for that Christmas break, like I just, I just basically ended my life right now. Like That's I, what made I'm, you change it up. Well, I came back and my buddy was like, dude, you can do it. You can, you can get your grades back up. You can just do it. And I'm like, in order for me to, to get an A, I'll have to get an 84 on, yeah. the, on the final. And nobody in the history of this guy, he's been teaching for 41 years. Uh-huh. Nobody in the history of this class has gotten an A, yeah. or, you know, gotten an 84. And so he was like, dude, we can do it. And so he was training me yeah. for like six weeks. And I just kept studying, studying, studying. And I ended up getting an 84 on that test. Now, in the end, I still would have things worked out even if I hadn't gotten an A. But yeah. the thing is, is, you know, you come across these obstacles in your life. You fail just like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do your best yeah. and then you accept what happens and you move on. You know, I keep trying to tell Sydney this too. Like nothing happens to you in sophomore year that's going to change, you know, close doors yeah. for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you're going to stumble. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. And I always feel like when I, when we started big, big timers and yeah. Doc in the block was – the best thing that I ever had was a dad to tell me it'll be okay. Don't quit. And that's what I want to provide for the kids out there is somebody to say, listen, you know, you stumbled, let's get up, let's move forward. It's okay. You know what I mean? And, you know, I know there's a lot of kids out there that feel like they're in a bad situation and they, and they probably are, you know, parents too. Well, I noticed it's a lot of parents that need us at a big time. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about that today too. Cause a lot of people that don't, I mean, I mean, just being real, a lot of the virtues that we went through throughout the show, like it kind of brought things back to me, to my perspective. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? To, to, to once I, once I really talk to these kids, I gotta, I gotta teach them the same thing. I just, oh shit. Like respect, honor. Um, like one of my biggest things with my kids was respect. You know what I'm saying? I've always wanted them to respect elders. I always wanted them to respect people. That's kind of happening, regardless if they, I mean, dog, nah, they could be the same age. Cause I've always taught, man, I respect the janitor to the owner of the building. Yeah. You respect everybody. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, regardless of how it is, and, and I'm going to take a little line from you. It's not for them, it's for you. Yeah. Respect isn't you know about the person you're showing respect to, it's about you showing respect to yourself. A lot of kids yourself. don't have respect right now, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't have, you know, about your life. Yeah. And them kids that yeah. they got shot over, over there, they were saying how the other kids that shot them, you know, they were showing, like they was like, like you know, you know, saying like giving each other five and happy about the show. I was like, man, where we, where we going in life? Yeah, and, I mean, uh, it's you know, the the problem is there's no morality, there's no accountability, and m- maybe in a lot of ways there's yeah. no hope either. You know, people yeah. just feel like there's no opportunity for me, and that's the biggest thing about the big timers 
Experiences, no excuses. You know, I want to show people, man, and in the big time is honestly, man, I want to show people that that you can make it too. Because I'm telling you, where I'm from, I never thought I could be where I'm at now. I never thought about it. I never imagined it at all. I just imagined day to day, day to day. And a bit time can show you, you know what I'm saying, through the people that we've connected with, that uh there are careers out here that you can really make, you know what I'm saying, and be and and become. So that's why that's why I really take this serious. I take the podcast serious because this is promotional marketing for the big times. I take this shit serious. That's why I come up here to show that this that there are people out here trying to help you out. So parents, kids, the big timers, we're here. You know, say so you can look us up. What um, what big timers dot com? Big timers dot com. Yep. yep. Look us up, and uh, we're going to be having a lot of events coming up. You know, one of the things yeah. too that I think is really important for people to understand about doing hard work is I yeah. remember when I was with the Raiders, Jerry Rice was there. Okay. You know, Jerry oh, yeah, Rice, oh, yeah, the greatest, guy. the greatest wide receiver of all time, and you know. He did not walk around like, hey, my name is Jerry Rice and yeah. I'm the greatest wide receiver of all time. That guy showed up first and yeah. he left last. He yeah. worked out like he was the worst player in the league and he's the best yeah. receiver in the league. And it really struck me as like, man, that guy works hard. Yeah. And I mean, this is the truth about anybody that you know that you think is great or successful. A Michael Jordan, yeah. you know what I mean? Obviously, Work God hard. blessed him with a ton of talent, yeah. but it's the hard work that really separates you know, separates you out. Uh, you know, the other thing too, is we have a lot of where we judge, we judge, we mm-hmm. see people and we just judge them. Oh, they they have this yeah. or that, or they didn't, they didn't go through the troubles that I went through. I mean, you're in the music industry, mm-hmm. you're a big hip hop guy, three time mm-hmm. Grammy mm-hmm. award winner, you rub elbow in Hollywood and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So obviously you drink, you do drugs and all that, yeah. but you don't do any of that stuff. Tell me about that. You know, like, you know, just coming up, man, I just, honestly, man, when it came to smoking, I, it, I just never wanted, like, I'm a Virgo, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a kind of, I'm a Virgo. I'm a, I'm kind of a clean cut type of well put together guy. I don't too much like smoking. It just irritated me. Drinking, I just never thought. He doesn't eat sugar. He doesn't do red meat. <laughs> I mean, he's. No, nah, no, nah, you know, that came in time. But, um, but just coming up when I was younger, man, I just felt like, you know, like, like, like seeing drug addicts and alcoholics and I just lived through. You know, you know that 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 life. I like. I don't want to be that way. You know, so I just never want to be. And then too, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like controlling of myself. I don't like nothing to get me down or control me. I don't like my mind to be stuck. And I and every time somebody smoke weed, or it's like they just be stuck. Like they can't move around. They can't. And then and then just being an alcoholic, I just saw how how people sweat. I just it's just just honestly just just being in in the hood. And I just don't in the hood because I see this everywhere, rich, poor, whatever. But I just, I just had examples of what I did want to be. That was the thing that used to you keep know. me from it when I was young. Was my father used to, you know, tell me about yeah. people whose lives were ruined by, yeah. you know, be addiction to to alcohol or drugs or whatever. And yeah. I always hear this argument like, you know, weed it's it's safer safer yeah. than alcohol and all this kind of stuff. Trying to justify its use, and I'm yeah. like. <laughs> Even if it Man, is safe, it's here's from the, the earth. And well, and here's the thing that's a fact: yeah. weed does not motivate you. Yeah. Weed does not make you nah. go out and seize the day. You know yeah. what I mean? It yeah. makes you lazy, and it makes you not put in the work, and it I've makes you seen, unsuccessful. So, in my opinion, it's not safe. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, a lot of people not knocking the y'all get high. Hey, that's on y'all. But I just don't. I would never let one of them outwork me. Anybody that does that, you would not outwork me. 
Yeah, when I was playing sports, you know, they used to talk about all the time, um, speed makes up for a lot of things, but nothing makes up for speed. And that is true. Like when you see these great athletes, like if they're fast, that is going to, that is going to be a big advantage in the athletic world. But I would argue that hustle, Mm because my dad used to say that you don't have a lot of athletic ability, Scott, Mm -hmm. but you can make up for a lot of it with hustle, which is true. But I would say in the game of life. Mm Hustle yeah. is is the is the real secret sauce, and that's yeah, the that's only thing that God really gave me was just no quest it's in you. It and hustle. You. you know, you know, you know, like we say in the hood, it's in you, it's not on you. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying, and when anything in you, can't nobody. I mean, can beat you, man. But when you're young, you can train your mind to yeah. be who you want to be, and that's the yeah. point. Is like you get these virtues virtues in your head, and on you know, I'll, there's a person out there. Mm-hmm. They're honest. They yep. have integrity, meaning they do yep. what they do. They say what the, they say what they're going to do, and they yep. do and it. They do it. They're honest. They treat people fairly. Yeah. They have compassion. All of these different things. You can see that person, and then try to be that person. Yeah. And then over time, with training, you become that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or at least you get closer to that person. And you know, I was talking about this on an earlier show about you know not quitting. I yeah. used, I practice not quitting by not quitting simple stuff. Yeah. You know, I used to go on my jog around yeah. my neighborhood. You got yeah. that hill at the end, and I don't want to run it. But I would tell yeah. myself, if you don't run that last hill, that's yeah. quitting. And your like mind, your mind is going to quit. So don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. But I train my yeah. mind not to quit. And you know, my the first thing is when something bad happens to me, and I have that first emotional like, ah, I want to, yeah. you know, I want to lash yeah. out, or I want to, you know, cry, or yeah. I, I want to quit, or whatever. I hear my dad in the back, like tough times don't test your character. Tough times reveal your character. How do you want your character to be revealed? And over time, as I start thinking about that, I've been able to get better at, all right, let's, you know, let's behave in a way that I want to behave. Even if on the inside, I'm like, "Ah, I want to scream or I want to whatever. It helps me be a better person. Now, listen, I don't, you know, I don't succeed all the time. You know, anybody who sees me operate, man, when I get mad, it's, you know, I still, I still work on it, but over, over the years, I've gotten better and better at it. And young people out there can do it too. And they're at the beginning, yeah. at the beginning of the trail. So, um, you know, you start implementing these, implementing these things on the small things, like in the sports that you play and in the, in the, in the, the way you behave with your friends and everything. And, uh, you know, you start to develop a character, yeah. you know what I mean? You That's develop, you develop who you are and these character traits are what make you successful in life. And, you know, if you, you know, read books like we used to do in the old days, but you know, the great book, uh, the wealth of nations by Adam mm-hmm. Smith. It's a big book. It's a tough mm-hmm. book. I've read it a couple of times. I'm yeah. reading it again now. Wow. And he talks about, and this, this book was written in the 1700s. Yeah. He talks about in the, when you compare people, there's not really a whole lot of difference in terms of their skills, mm-hmm. their strength, their brain power, all their smarts and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. The thing that separates people are their habits, yeah. right? getting up early, working hard. You don't do things that weigh you down, like doing drugs or drinking, right? You, yeah. you do the things that are going to be positive and you try to have good habits. And, yeah. you know, I was talking to Sydney about this, like a lot of what, you know, gets you stressed out in life is because things pile up in an unexpected way and yeah. you have anxiety because you don't know how to handle it. And I was like, in order to, to control that, you got to make a plan for everything. Mm-hmm. You got to plan you know, your work, you got to plan your sleep, you got to plan eating and going to the bathroom and exercise, you know what I mean? And you also have to have time for the good stuff, like spending time with family and friends and things like that so that you can keep 
a healthy mind, body, and soul. And that makes you able to, you know, tackle the things that are ahead of you, but you got to do things that are on purpose. You got to put in the hard work and you got to have a plan in order to be successful in life. Yeah. They, you know what, man? Um, like a lot of these kids, not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's um, like for Sydney, but I think what helped me, man, was when I really like put a lot in faith and what I believed in. And I read the Bible, I read the Quran, I read a lot of things. I'm gonna tell you too, like you read them books, like, like what you read. But what I've learned a lot from is like, like I like westerns. Like I love Louis Lamar. That's one of yeah. my, you know, the greatest yep. West. West I read them all. And um, man, he teaches you so much in life with that. You know, so with, with stories like that and 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 and, and front news stuff like that, man. Like I learned a lot from them type of books too. But the self help books, it's it's, it's cool, but. Um, I think if Sydney, I'm going back to Sydney Malik, I think if they had other things such as a higher power and they fall back on that, because sometimes, sometimes you can't handle it all. Well, listen, I know I can't. I, I, so I've been thinking about this with the doc and the block, and I definitely want to bring faith and religion into the, into or, or the just conversation. Being, because sometimes, I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but sometimes people, I mean, there are people that don't believe in that type stuff. No, and I, I used to be one of them yeah. and I get it. I get the concept that, you know, when I was growing up, they had these con men on TV yeah. that were, you know, spewing <laughs> yeah. out, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? The, the, they, yeah. they, they you talk the talk. Hope water. They yeah. Said hope water. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. is you have to understand that people who teach you about religion, like when I go look at yeah. my pastor, that is not somebody that I think is some special perfect yeah. person. They're just, I'm hiring them as a teacher. They yeah. know things about the Bible and yeah. things like that. And they can teach for me. Yeah. And if the pastor ends up being a corrupt person, that doesn't change the word. Yeah. The other thing is, is I learned late in life. I didn't read the Bible until later in life. But when you do read the Bible, you learn there's a lot of good stuff in there about how to be a parent, how to be mm-hmm. a good person, how to save your money. And, you know. So, so, so let me ask you, why, I mean, why weren't you introduced to the Bible? Or I was, I was, but oh, as a young, see? but as a young person, yeah. I saw a lot of hypocrisy out Does there. So mean, you would yeah. have these, uh, you know, and I think a lot of it was our society yeah. has been working to undermine faith yeah. because people who are faithful have, in my opinion, have less fidelity to the government and the people that are in the government kind of don't want that. Yeah. And so we've been pulling faith out of the schools and people have been sort of raised, oh, you know, don't talk about religion. It's, yeah. it's offensive and everything. And well, the reality is I'm a doctor. So I've seen people that have had to face unfixable problems, yeah. terminal cancers and things like that. Yeah injuries that are never going to get better. You're paralyzed or whatever. And that I noticed they, they can't go on without faith. And it started, I started to see that people who have faith have a real power and it's even to the point where it doesn't even matter to me if it's true or not. If you really can develop your faith, you, you, you know, you have an advantage to be successful in this life. And the other thing I would tell you is the more I study uh, Christianity, the more I believe Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more, and it's always a battle, you know, it's a challenge, mm-hmm. but you know, you talk about the life and times of Jesus Christ and his time on this earth. And the reason that we have Christianity and this, this religion that people follow is because first century witnesses of the life, the death mm-hmm. and the resurrection of Jesus Christ compelled them mm-hmm. to, to follow him. And a lot of them faced unimaginable, you know, deaths and torture from the, the Roman empire uh, why would they do that unless they saw something that really compelled them mm-hmm. to 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 
to have faith and to uh, to follow Jesus. And then within a couple hundred years, you have St. Peter's Basilica in the very heart of Rome. I mean, it's just, it couldn't happen unless it was real. And the other thing is the whole history of the world has been might makes right. You know what I mean? Like the powerful people come in and they take from the weak people. And it's kind of like, you know, from the Mongols with Genghis Khan and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until the Magna Carta uh, in the 1200s, which was the first time that people wrote down human rights on a piece of paper that we began to see the development of Western civilization, which is uh, we have a set of laws and we have a set of rules that are based on morality. And so, you know, before that time, yeah. when when might made right, you know, in the time of of warlords and yeah. things like that, you might say to yourself, "Hey, let me grow some apples." You yeah. know, I'm gonna I'll plant the seeds and I'll grow the apples. But people wouldn't do it, yeah. and they wouldn't do it because they're like, "What's the point? Once I grow the apple, some strong person's gonna come in and just take it from me." But then when we started having the rule of law, where well, the law would protect us, people were like, "Okay, now I will grow these apples because I got the law to protect me and say I have these property rights." And and this is what spurs yeah, on, on economy and on the flip side, oh, that's not faith, though. huh? On the flip side, it came well, side, it came, yeah, but it but it came from it came from Christianity and and the belief in God and right. a set of moralities. That's where this idea that human rights come from God and that you're born into this world, you well, don't owe anybody, and nobody owes you. And to the extent that you know we have rights, it's about what infringes on other people. And that's the other yeah. thing is there's always going to be con man out there. Yeah. Always, you know, people are going to take, you know, rights and say, for example, we hear it all the time in healthcare. You know, healthcare is a human right. Nothing in this world can be a human right if it compels another person to serve me. So, if you're telling me that healthcare is a human right that you're born with it, well, that means people like me are born into servitude of somebody else, and that's not how it is. You know what I mean? You have the right to property. You have mm-hmm. the right to own things when you have purchase. You know, you purchase things or whatever. You know, you have. Uh, you know, you have the right to free speech, yeah. which is, uh, you know, something that's a big deal right now uh, in the sense that we're having trouble with free streets. And it's really kind of uh, scaring me <laughs> to see how comfortable people are with limiting free speech. And they sort of label these things as, um, you know, they'll call it hate speech or they'll say it's misinformation to try and discredit it so that you can't say it and then justify other people coming in and and preventing you from saying it. And it's not a good thing because in the end, yeah. there is no arbiter of truth, right? Yeah. I don't have all the truth. You don't have all yeah. the truth. And the way we get to the truth is we debate about it, yeah. right? And um, well, well, the big debate right there is, it, it, you know, I don't mean to get all deep, y'all, but <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing is like, you know, when you when you feel like that you can't go further, like you got to have something something to drive you to, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to go further. And, and for me, that's faith. That's what I believe in. I believe that there's a higher power that if it's meant for me, it's meant for me, and I'm going to go hard because I know the higher power will help me get to it. And that's what makes me don't have – I mean, like, I never had anxiety. I know, I don't even know how that feel. Like, people say they have anxiety, or they feel like – I don't – honestly, I don't know how that feel. I don't know how that feel. Anxiety. I do. You know? <laughs> I do. I got <laughs> So explain anxiety to me. Yeah. I mean, anxiety is just like this kind of voice in the back of your head, this never ending stress that things are not going to work out. And then if they don't, if it doesn't work out, then I'm going to have, you know, one bad thing after another is going to happen to me. And the thing that really gave me strength was to realize if you work hard, if you do the right things, if you extol the virtues that we're going to try and talk about on this show, things will work out in the end. Right. And 
you know, not always the way we expect, you know what I mean? Like we talk about all the time. I had a goal. I wanted to be a pro soccer player. It didn't work out, That's but it worked out in another arena. And it was because I had the same work ethic and the same drive and, and, you know, this concept of moving forward, even when things didn't go my way, eventually things do go your way. The other thing I think that's really important is, you know, sometimes we get, you know, the unfixable problem, you know, you get in an accident and you lose a leg, yeah. you know, or you become paralyzed. Yeah. Like there's nothing that's going to fix that. It's permanent yeah. in this world. Deal with it. But if you develop your faith, you understand that there's a world coming after yeah. and that, you know, the things that we do on this earth, it's really, uh, yeah, I, I go to church every week and I go because it's important. I shouldn't say it. I try to go to church every week. Yeah. I need to go every week. And when I don't go, it makes me worse. You know what I mean? Because in the end, it's important for me to hear that it's not about what I want for myself. It's about what God wants for me. So and sometimes. So, so do you read the Bible every day? Nope. Should. A hundred percent. I should. I mean, I, 10 minutes a day. You don't even need to read 10 minutes. You read one paragraph a day. You know what I mean? You can get through it in a year. That's by you doing that. <laughs> no, you make a good point. You know, and, and here's the thing. You got to switch it up, man. You want something different in life. You got to switch it up, man. That's what we do in the big time, man. We're going to show y'all or, or, or or at least try to be the best example that we can be. Cause one thing Scott, that Scott said that I know for a fact for both of us is we're going to fail and we failed before with sinners, but we work at it every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And we want to be bringing people on, uh, on the show that are, I know I've, I've talking to talked to some people, Danny Werfel, uh, we've got uh, Stuart Sink, the great mm-hmm. golfer, uh, Andrew Jones, the baseball player. We're going to have a lot of great guests coming up. want to thank you all for joining us on the Doc in the Block podcast. Yeah, Look us up on docintheblock.com. That's docintheblock.com. We'll catch you guys next week. Everybody have a great weekend. Have a good one, Block. Good time. You too, man.